The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. I'm Mariana, and I am an influencer and co-founder of Summer Fridays, and this is the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got the founders of Array, Sif Heider, and Nish Samantre. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me sharing these products for a while now. I found their company and ordered their bloat and comp supplements, and I had them in my toolbox whenever I felt like I needed help with these issues. One day when I was feeling really anxious, I remembered I bought these, I took a comp supplement, and I instantly felt at ease. That was when I really fell in love with the brand because they actually work. So before we get into the episode, be sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you're loving it, leave me a rating and review and check back every Tuesday for new episodes. Now let's hear from Sif and Nish. Okay, so let's get to the background of what you were doing before you started this business. So I guess I can go first. I had my blog, Icing and Glitter, and my podcast, The Dream Bigger Podcast. And I was just really into wellness. And, you know, that's that's a little bit of, I guess, like this, the easiest way to talk about my background. We can get into why we started the brand later, but Nish? Honestly, for me, I was just working in the technology industry. I used to be a software developer, but I really enjoyed working on companies. So I started a company before that didn't work out very well. And Sif and I were um, sitting together having lunch one day and we just said, okay, look, we really have to work on something together because it was really good to be able to partner up with someone who was as ambitious as you are, wanted to work on the same things as you wanted to work on. Sif had this idea about um, a race. Sif, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So essentially how we got started with Array specifically was I was really into wellness because I had a really bad history with my immune system. So all my life I had really suffered and I hit a breaking point in my early twenties when I ended up fracturing a rib from a chronic cough that just wasn't going away. And when I went to the doctor to kind of get answers, and this was like after the hundredth time that something had gone wrong with me, when I went for answers, the only thing she told me was that she could prescribe me with codeine instead of really giving me any answers as to why things were going wrong to begin with or what I could do to kind of get to the root cause of whatever issue I was having. So I I just decided that I was going to do a deep dive into holistic wellness and started getting better through treating myself with different supplements and making certain lifestyle changes. And along the way, I basically ended up starting an apothecary of my own in my medicine cabinet. I had like hundreds of bottles of products. And whenever and whenever <laughs> we would go and travel anywhere, we would, we would have the suitcase full of hundreds of supplements and I'm the one carrying them. So I'm like, <laughs> what on earth is inside of all, all of this? Like, why do we have to carry literally 20 balls of um, supplements every year ago? But uh, there was a one time where I think we were, we were traveling in Paris together and I also fell uh, sick. And I, I said, okay, well, let me, you know, give me what you have in here. And so I tried to, I started trying some of this stuff. I was like, oh, wow, this, this really, really works. And essentially from there, 
uh, we're kind of in a spot where, let's say, especially in the in the technology industry, you don't even know uh, or you necessarily have the vocabulary to describe if you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling anxious or if you if you're um, fatigued. It's not. It's just not something that's really talked about a lot. But obviously, women are leading the charge when it comes to wellness, and that's kind of when we said, okay, why don't we actually make a company out of this and actually build out products that will work and solve some of these targeted issues that Sif and I were really both dealing with on an everyday basis. Yeah. Like the idea was to really streamline, um, a customer experience. So for example, like the, anal- the analogy I like to give is like, when we go into Sephora, we can find something for our acne or, you know, our dark spots or whatever issues we have. And these are like really, really efficacious products. Like you don't, like you will find something that inherently works. Whereas in the wellness world, everything was really disjointed and complicated. And then there were these clinical grade brands, like professional grade brands, I mean, and they were just so ugly. So we saw this white space and really wanted to bring that super efficacious product into really beautiful packaging, solve targeted problems for the customer that, you know, we saw that every millennial woman was our customer really. And Nish and I, like, you know, we've been together for 10, almost 10 years now. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we, we really wanted to work together. We thought we'd be a good team. That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, if people are listening and they're talking about you guys traveling together and I'm like, it's important to know to your partners in life and in work. Yes, we are. Yeah. For okay. So, <laughs> which is crazy. And one of the things that I love is a TikTok that you posted. And that's when I want to get to like funding the business and the company. So how did you start the business at the very beginning? And then what is the story around your wedding? So essentially when we were working on this, the biggest expense was making sure we had a great brand design. And the second biggest expense was inventory. So we, we were obviously working jobs before this and we had managed to save up some money. I think we needed a total of about, I think it was about $20,000 to get both of these things done. And so we used up $20,000 of our own money to get this done. But Sif and I were also supposed to um, get married in 2019. So like exactly right the year of COVID. The year so of COVID. 2020, we were 2020, supposed to get married. We were supposed to get married in 2020, which was when... Um, COVID kind of happened. And so what we did is instead of using the money towards our wedding, we decided to take almost all of it and use it on the business instead. And it's been like the most smart decision that we could have made because it really paid off well. But I mean, that was really it. And that's crazy. And I think when it comes to starting a business and brand, you have to make some sacrifices, but that's a huge sacrifice. And so do you ever have any regrets about using that money for the business instead of a special day? Honestly, Mariana, like we were going to do a really beautiful destination wedding. And um, when we initially got engaged, it was something that I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, destination wedding, it's going to be amazing. Um, And then when it came, like I I had started planning it, like I'd put down, like we put down a deposit for our wedding planner and all of that. And as I was planning it, I couldn't believe my stress levels. They were just through the roof. So when we decided like, we're not going to do it because of COVID and we really want to put the money into the business, it almost felt like a blessing. And with Nishai, of course, like every, every individual, every couple is different, but for us, like we were actually like fine to do away with this stress and kind of like do something smaller when the time is right. And also we come from different cultures, right? So uh, obviously both of her parents are from uh, Southeast Southeast Asia. Asia. And so we don't have just one wedding. We have multiple weddings. So we were going to have a friend's wedding in 
summer in Spain. We're going to have obviously our individual weddings in India and Bangladesh because I'm from India, Sipas from Bangladesh. And so it becomes this really big ordeal with a lot of time commitment. And so it's not necessarily the most, it becomes just pretty stressful. And so when COVID hit, it was such, it was like almost a blessing because we just said, okay, let's, uh, well, obviously we can focus more on the business because that's what we're trying to do in the first place. And also just not having to worry about spending the money on the wedding and maybe we can do something a little bit bigger and, and call it a celebration for the company instead would be something that would also give us a little bit more fulfillment. But uh, it, it was not even something that we really thought about or regretted. It's just like, it, it was the best thing that could have possibly happened to us. And when we started making those TikToks, it was like very genuine because it was like, okay, look, we spent money on a wedding and oh my God, now you've built like a multi-millionaire business as opposed to having a big party. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Something you touched on before, Nish, was that you were at a company before and it didn't work out. And so I think from each like failure, we learn something. So what did you learn from the last thing that didn't work out that you guys could apply to the business at Array? Honestly, the main reason why it didn't work out was because of the, the co-founders and the founding team. It is so hard to find the right people who are not only going to be passionate about the idea that you're working on, but also be just a great fit for you to work with. And when I look at the way that Sif and I work together today, I'm essentially living with my co-founder. We are talking about the business all the time. It is the only thing that matters to us. It is what we wake up to. It is what we sleep to. And it is all consuming, like life consuming, but at the same time, we would not be doing anything else. And so working with partners who don't embody every single one of those aspects, it's almost impossible to build a business correctly. And that's where we went wrong. And that was like the biggest and the most important flaw in starting the company. It wasn't actually the idea itself. And so just having that ability, and especially for Sif and I, because we're in a relationship. So we've actually been through a lot of struggles together, um, just like relationship struggles or whatever that might be that are, that are complicated and difficult situations. And so we've gotten really good at handling really tough situations together. Whereas, you know, it's actually hard to find somebody else who might uh, vibe with you on the on, on that same level and who's somebody who's going to run towards problem and be able to solve them. But Sif and I, we've had to run towards problem in our personal lives and we've gotten really comfortable with it. And so when it came to business, it just came so naturally. And so that, that relationship is like, okay, now we can figure anything else out because we can, we've figured out the hardest things just by being together anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Sif, a question too. So for people that don't have a partner in life that they can start a business with, what are some of those personality traits that are important when you're looking for a co-founder or a partner when starting a company? I think that strong communication skills is number one. And also I think that it's really important to partner with someone who's kind of on the same wavelength as you in terms of like what will offend them or not, right? And what I mean by that is if I'm not a particularly sensitive person, but if I were partnering with someone who was very sensitive, I would maybe feel like I can't speak my mind or speak candidly. And I think that that is just so incredibly important when it comes to founding a company together because you can't always be nice. Things aren't always perfect. And sometimes, you know, you may disagree with, actually, you may disagree with each other a lot and debate is very healthy. So just, I think having trust in someone enough to know that you're able to have those healthy debates and your um, relationship will kind of stand that, that test. 
And also the other thing is I think mutual respect and knowing boundaries as well is important. So when you're working with a co-founder, I think it's really important to set the terms of like who is in charge of what and respect one another in that way. And I'm sure you can kind of agree with that, Mariana, because you work with Lauren. So even with Nish and I, even though we are life partners, the fact of the matter is that we kind of respect each other's roles and responsibilities in the business. We always consult with one another, but then in some departments, I have the last say, whereas in others, Nish has the last say. So I don't think that, you know, a co-founder relationship necessarily works with a partner or a like a life partner or someone who's like not a life partner. It just, the synergy is really important. Yeah. It's so important. And then I know when starting the brand, obviously you two didn't have a background in wellness. And so when you were formulating everything, how did you figure out how to formulate it? Like who is the advisory board? Because it's really difficult to like make these products come to life. Yeah, for sure. So I think the first thing that I do want to say is that I don't think it's necessary to come from like, you can, you only chemists start skincare companies or only, you know, doctors start wellness companies. I think it's about the right partnerships. So for us, it was really important to partner with a a very talented naturopathic doctor. And so that's what we did because I, I knew a lot about specific ingredients, but of course, you know, Nish and I, like this is really out of our wheelhouse and we can't be out there like formulating things without knowing what we're doing. And we certainly didn't want to just go to a lab and white label something. So we found Dr. Natalie Mulligan. She's actually like a very, very close friend of ours now. And she did the formulations for us. She's a very talented naturopathic doctor and formulator. So I think that if you if you are passionate about something and see that there's a gap in us, like in whatever industry you're looking at, it's important to find the right people with like, I guess the background to help you bring it to life. Um, I think that what was important for us is that as founders, we knew exactly the kind of company that we wanted to build. And so when we were trying to find the um, doctor that we want to work with, we said, look, we want to build really efficacious products that are going to work. And we're not really here to build things that may or may not work, or we're not here just to build a company just to make profit. Um, It's really something that we want to be able to help people. And here's a vision and here's exactly what we want to be able to solve with it. And so we had some very core principles that we want to stick to. And we found somebody who's going to be able to stick to those principles and build products around that. And that's kind of how it really worked. So we were providing those guiding principles. And then we brought in uh, Natalie, who was just so great at being able to execute on them. So that was super helpful. And the products are amazing. You guys have two right now, which is Calm and Bloat. So why did you want to start with these two specifically? So, I mean, so many reasons. First, me and every single person that both Nish and I spoke to would complain about being either bloated or anxious. I just feel (laughs) everybody. It's it's a problem everyone has. Yeah. And why, why is that? Right. And so we saw this problem across the board. And so when we were speaking to Natalie about this and countless other naturopathic doctors, we were kind of told how closely linked these two issues really are. So they're kind of like a viral loop whereby if you are anxious, your body goes into fight or flight mode, which leads to digestive issues. 
and vice versa, when you're feeling bloated or, you know, you're just uncomfortable after having eaten something, then that leads to a lot of anxiety, right? So like the two issues are just so closely linked. And of course it is, it wasn't just a coincidence that all my friends and myself, like, and we were all feeling it. It's actually statistically known that women kind of deal with these two issues more than almost any issue across the board. Like it's always these two. So we wanted to kind of like create that storyline and like educate people about how important it is to kind of look into both. And they really are so amazing. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I talk about them all the time. And I think the bloat is important to know too. It's not just the days that you're feeling bloated where you eat like pizza or cookies. Like sometimes I'm just eating a vegetable or fruit that makes me feel bloated. And it's like those days when I need it, regardless of the feeling. And then the feeling of anxious and anxiety is just the worst. And I bought your products because I saw them on Instagram. So I bought them and I had them in my drawer. And so for me, like my supplement drawer is like my toolbox. So I have like my things I take every day. Then I have my toolbox of things I reach for, just like you said earlier with skincare. If you're looking to fix a certain issue, you have these things in your toolbox where you can grab. And one day I was feeling anxious and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot I bought these. I reached in my drawer I took one and I instantly felt so much better. And if you're someone who deals with anxiety or the anxious feeling, to have relief of that is truly the best. And that's why I have loved you guys ever since because it was a it was a natural product that worked for me. Thank you. That's so nice to hear. And, you know, like honestly, every time we hear that, it's a huge honor for us. Like it's it, all we've wanted to do is kind of serve people and help them feel their best so they can be their best. And that's like the tagline of our company. It is. And every single time we saw someone talk about these and they would actually, it would be someone we didn't know. And they're like, oh my God, I felt these right away. We're like, oh my God, Siv, it works. Look, our products <laughs> work. <laughs> that's just like the best feeling because it's same like with skincare. People ask me all the time, like, what makes you so happy? And I'm like, when people feel confident in their skin. And it's the same with your products. If you feel more confident you know, with bloat or you feel more calm from these things, it actually like really works and you can use them together. So anyway, love, love, love the products. They're only available right now on your website, correct? Yeah. Right now they're only on our website, but we will be opening up in May retailer soon. Yeah. That's amazing. How has it been for you guys, you know, transitioning from direct to consumer to retail eventually? Honestly, it is a really interesting experience just because the last year has been such a wild year for e-commerce and we've seen the business grow so much and it's been something that we want to experiment with but we're doing it very very slowly we're also really glad because we're partnering with some really exclusive retailers where we know that they will help us get the word out get the brand out and we can actually have a really effective partnership and it's not going to be you know all of a sudden 50 percent retail 50 percent e-commerce it's going to be more so we're still going to be a heavy direct-to-consumer brand but we will be also focusing on very certain key markets where we think we can reach our uh, reach our um, audiences and also um, retailers will be able to help educate the customer a little bit more about our products. So it's been like something that we're experimenting with, starting off a little bit slow. But we'll be launching in the in the U.S. primarily. Uh, we'll have a store in Canada as well. But uh, it's been a slow and steady start. Yeah. Uh, That's amazing. I can't wait for people to see it because retail is really great for discovery. So if you're walking around a store and you're just looking for things, you can find a brand that you've never seen before. And so the marketing exposure from retail is just 
it's it's free. Well, it's not free because you're working with the retailer. There's margins and everything, but it's like you're getting the product in front of people's faces that maybe never saw it before that you couldn't reach. And so it really is a balance of like direct to consumer and um, retail. But before you guys launched the brand or at launch, how did you market the products or how did you get these products out to people? So um, for us, a big part of marketing was gifting. So we actually ended up gifting to a lot of influencers, like micro and macro. And, you know, I think we were just really, really lucky in the sense that people ended up using these and talking about it organically. And from there, it was, we, we noticed actually like influencers like yourself, like, you know, buying the product. And I remember Mariana, when I saw your name on our back end, and I went and woke Nish up and I was like, do you know who ordered from us? Because I love summer Fridays, right? Like I'm, yeah, like genuinely like your jet lag mask is amazing. Like I I always have it on hand. And so I like, I remember going to Nish and I was like, look who ordered from us. And, you know, I was so excited and we'd noticed like big influencers kind of ordering from us. And anytime they did, we'd always send something extra along, along their way, straight to their, to them. (laughs) And So I think like that was really a part of our marketing strategy. And another thing was that we like to treat our customers like influencers too, because they really are, right? So not only do we want to, of course, like we have a great product, thankfully, but we wanted to make sure that their packaging experience was really special. So we came up with this Polaroid idea, which kind of went viral. So we had two Polaroids sitting on our coffee table, which you barely ever use. And then we said, okay, you know what? Why don't we take some pores and throw it into every single package just to show the people exactly who the founders are? Because we wanted to be a very personal company. I just think we wanted to put a face to the company and we wanted people to know who they're buying from. We we, we were putting so much of our effort and energy into the, the business. And we just said, we want people to be able to enjoy the personality as well as the products themselves, because we're just such a human brand. Like we, we, we talk in a very human approachable way and we just wanted to be quite relatable. So we did that and people were like, oh my God, this is so cute. And then we saw all these reposts of people actually taking your Polaroid and sticking it onto the fridge. And so it was the, the Polaroid was one aspect of it. Gifting is another aspect and it's obsessively checking your backend and Googling random names that sounded important to be like, Oh my God, is this, do you think this is who it is? And then, <laughs> uh, making sure that we, you know, wrote them a handwritten note or something like that. It went a really long way in the early days. And I loved it because I was a recipient of a Polaroid and a handwritten note. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet that they took the time to do this. And I love that you do it not only for influencers, but for all customers as well. Um, what was the moment for you where all changed? Was there like one person that posted or one moment where it just started to like blow up? Because I think I saw a TikTok where you guys had orders and it was just like the printer was like rolling with labels. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that the first and biggest moment we had was probably... Um, Melissa Wood, uh, Melissa Wood Health. So she had mentioned us on an Instagram live and we couldn't believe it, honestly. Like, I mean, I do her workouts. I've been following her for a really long time and we'd gifted her and I, I didn't really have any expectations, but she ended up talking about it on a, on a live and then shared about it on her stories. And I think that that was really the beginning. Um, the kind of increase in sales we saw with, that one thing was really the beginning of a big domino effect from there. Like, you know, it was other influencers as well. It was customers posting about us. It was, it was a wild thing that happened. 
So from there, I think as other new brands, they're trying to figure out how do you even gift influencers before having a budget? And I think what you said was important was you gifted without having an expectation. So how can other new brands reach out to influencers or gift people and then kind of be okay knowing like you don't really know for sure if they're going to post it? As someone who's kind of been in this industry, so like, you know, I I had my, or I do have my blog, Icing and Glitter. And for years I've been sent pitches by brands. And I think that inherently I know what makes up a good pitch and a bad pitch. And it's, there's really not all that much to it. It's just that you as a brand owner have to realize and value an influencer's time as like a a business owner and know that if you are gifting something, you cannot just ask for free work, right? Like you have a hope that they share it because they love the product, but that's really all that you can hope for. Of course, you make a case for sending it to them to begin with because they may or may not choose to receive the package, right? So I think like the the key here is to make a compelling case as to why this product is a great fit for an influencer and then send it out really just knowing that, hey, they may or may not post and that's okay. Because if they do, then it could be like a make it moment for you. And if they don't, well, send it to more people. Maybe someone will. And also on top of that, I think it also just comes down to your product. Like the whole reason you're actually building a product and starting a business is because you, at the very core of yourself, believe that this is going to work. And so maybe you send it to an influencer and that could be the wrong influencer to send it to. Totally. And so it is your job to go and find the right influencer who, and you just need one really out of all the people that exist out there who could really fall in love with the product for the reasons of why you invented it in the first place. And we honestly sent it out with the most purest of intentions. We just said, we have created something. We really think that you will benefit by this. And so try it out. And that itself just spoke, spoke to the people that we're sending it out to. And of course, we've had a lot of people that we've gifted to who never really posted about us. And um, it's never it's never been a an issue just because we never actually expected anything in the first place. But the people who use it and, the, and fell in love with it is exactly what we intended for our product to do um, anyway. So yeah. Starting a business is difficult anyway, but wellness companies presents its own challenges. What are some of the hardest things that you didn't realize before getting into this industry? Because I imagine it's really difficult when formulating these products or even launching a brand that has these types of claims. So, I mean, there's like a lot of different layers to this question, I think. Um, When it comes to what we didn't know about, like maybe the formulation piece, we had no idea, I guess like about how difficult it would be to create that perfect product and also be able to, okay, so just to give you guys, give you a little bit more, I guess, like a bigger answer to this is there is, when you're, when you're formulating a product, ingredients have to fit inside a capsule, right? And the density of ingredients are varied. So we had no idea that in order to have like a therapeutic dose, you actually have to have more than one capsule. So that education piece has been, you know, uh, I guess like a journey for us because we, we really have kind of taught, like made therapeutic dosing a key piece of our brand because that that's something that people don't generally know. And so from that formulation piece, like, I guess that's, that's number one and then educating as well. And then Um, As far as like running the business, how do you guys work smarter and not harder? Are there any tips or hacks that help your productivity? Yeah. So 
we are really good at splitting up roles separately and then tapping different things. So I think we have this thing, which is like one plus one equals three, where I'll work on a very specific issue. For example, let's say it has to do with operations in our fulfillment center. It's something that doesn't really require um, anybody attention except for mine and whoever else is specifically working on it. So we will go, I will go and deal on, on a very specific problem. And then SIF will go and deal with a completely different um, problem. And then we'll kind of regroup at the end of the day and talk about exactly what it is that we were, what the problems we're trying to solve. And if there are, you know, inputs or um, suggestions by the other person, then we say, okay, you know what? That's a really good thing. I totally forgot about that. I'll go and make that happen. But we try to, we try to not overlap on non-severe issues as much as possible. And the other thing is also is that we have been very strategic about the kind of team members we've hired. So we are both big um, readers and one of our favorite books is Good to Great. So there's this concept there that is high, like basically get the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus. So what that means is that you always want to hire people who you don't have to micromanage. We have like truly like we wouldn't be where we are without our team. Like they don't require any micromanagement. And so I think that frees up so much time from us because if we were out there micromanaging, it's almost like just do the task yourself because it's too hard. That is really, really, really good advice. Um, And I think it's about hiring people too who you trust to do the jobs because you don't want to have to micromanage people, especially when you're all working virtually and remote, because I imagine you guys have grown the team and the business in the last year in the pandemic. Oh, yes. Yeah, our entire team is remote. At one point, we had people, we have people right now in New York, LA, there was one point somebody in Hawaii, we are here on the other side of the world, the whole team is remote, but it's working pretty well. And then as far as like working remote, are there any tools that help you guys do your job virtually? Yeah, so we're completely, everybody's on Slack. Um, We use ClickUp a lot for um, some project management. And then of course, Google Meets or Zoom just to collaborate um, on videos all the time. But those three things together just help us work very, very effectively and efficiently. So I know you're going into retail soon, which is so exciting. But what other big dreams do you have for the company or what's next for you guys? So we are really excited about our um, telehealth portion of the business. We essentially were thinking of, so essentially what happened is we had customers who were coming back to us and asking us questions, which were very medical oriented and we were, we would always kind of refer them to doctors, like naturopathic doctors and nutritionists within on our team. Yeah. On our team and just like within our network. And so getting these sorts of questions and them find like our customers sort of finally having answers to even sometimes bigger issues that they had, it made us realize that we we were a brand that people came to and really trusted with their health issues. And so we wanted to create sort of a 360 experience for our customers by offering also virtual care, whereby, yes, you can buy our supplements, but hey, you know what? You can also come and see a naturopathic doctor and a nutritionist. And down the line, we're also going to have a therapist. Well, the, the primary thing is the people who are taking our our products, they could be like you, just like you said, Marianne, you could be suffering from, um, you know, having vegetables or maybe just having pizza and feeling bloated. There's other people who are actually suffering from more chronic um, issues, like let's say IBS or Crohn's and whatnot. And so these are the type of customers who do require additional help apart from just supplements. And this is where we said, okay, well, we actually have experts on the team to be able to 
holistically help you with this. So why don't we introduce you and why don't we actually make this so that we can provide a proper plan for you so we can really solve your problems with a really integrated way. And so we currently have customers all over the world who have not only you're using your supplements, but also meeting with our naturopathic doctors and nutritionists on a monthly basis to be able to go and figure out what the problems are, their root cause. And that business is really new, but it's growing quickly. And we're super excited about that one. I love that you all have that as a resource. So where can everyone buy the brand and find your products and follow you? So you can find the brand at www.array.com. So it's spelled A-R-R-A-E. And Instagram is at array.co. And I am Sif Hyder on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Mariana. This was awesome. Thank you, Mariana. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.